It's everyone's worst nightmare, fire. And the USA has the second highest fire death rate in the industrialized world. So what can you do to prevent house fires? Well, to keep your family safe, read Fight Fires at Home with these tips. When you hit MoneyPit.com, just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And your home improvement projects just got easier. Pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we can help. 888-666-3974 is the number you need to call for the answers to your home improvement questions. Let us help solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas. We know as you look around the house, there's got to be one project you'd like to tangle this weekend. It doesn't have to be terribly hard. <laughs> one or nine. <laughs> one or nine or, you know, the three most expensive words in home improvement might as well. So it kind of has this viral quality when you start a home improvement project, but that's okay. I know in my house, it's like when I get going, just get out of my way because yeah. it takes a while to kind of get the family in sort of the home improvement mode and if but you're going to disrupt do, their lives you might as well do everything at once i literally started in the living room went to the staircase to the second floor hall and before we were done i'd hit three of the bedrooms complete it's <laughs> good though had a head of steam didn't want to stop if that's you we'll help you get started the number is one eight 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 money pit well it's been a difficult year for folks that want to sell their homes and if that's you you are certainly not alone not too long ago homes were being snatched up sometimes on the same day they were put on the market not so anymore it's taking sellers months and months to get their homes to sell. So this hour, we're going to have a few tips that could give your home a jump start if you're planning on putting it on the market. And also ahead this hour, our Green Scene reporter is on the case again. We've got Amy Oscomo, and she's got some great ideas and advice to help you save some water. And one big water waster in your home can be a leaky toilet. Did you know that one leaky toilet in your house can waste enough water to fill a backyard swimming pool? That's insane. We're going to tell you how to fix that leak and save water and money in just a bit. And as always here at the Money Pit, we're giving away a great prize this hour. It's a basket full of cleaning wipes that are going to work on all kinds of surfaces all around your home, from granite to stainless steel to leather. They're super easy to use. You just wipe and go. You might even get your husband or Tom to do some of the cleaning. (laughs) Uh, You could hope. You can hope. (laughs) You know, when you call me over to help you with your home improvement projects, I don't mind installing the dimmers and the light fixtures and things like that. it's electric. I'm afraid of electrics. And I don't mind you doing that because I don't want you to get hurt. We need you here every week. I would clean your house if you asked me to. (laughs) If you said, hey, Leslie, come on over. I I need help painting or cleaning or landscaping, I'd be your gal. Great, because I have a backyard I need to redesign this summer, and I'm going to take you up on that. Crap, I spoke too soon. It's a prize pack worth 65 bucks. going to go to one caller that reaches us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Leslie, who's first? Anne in North Carolina, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I have an upstairs and a downstairs basement that's about um, almost the full length of the house, but it's about 60 feet. And throughout the house, when you make certain steps, it just squeaks, like there might be settling. I'm not really sure what's going on. And what kind of floor covering do you have on that first floor? Um, 
There's part linoleum and part carpet. Okay. The carpet's a little bit easier to uh, straighten out than the linoleum. But here's the reason you have squeaks. How old is the house? 20 years. Okay, and that's perfect timing for this. When your house was built, you probably have a plywood subfloor. The plywood subfloor would have been nailed in place with a type of nail that is known in the business as a cooler. It's a seven-penny common nail. It's called a cooler because it's rosin-coated with, like, glue. And as the, the theory goes that as you drive the nails through the plywood into the floor joist, the glue melts because of the friction and then helps the nail stick in place. Uh, unfortunately, what happens is it doesn't stick in place, but because it's rosin-coated, whenever the boards get loose, they make a terrible noise because of the friction. Mm -hmm. So you'll get noises as the nails pull in and out of the wood. You'll also get noises as the tongue and groove of the plywood subfloor rub together. No matter where the noise is, though, it's always fixed the same way, and that's by securing the subfloor to the floor joist better. Now, if you have carpet and it really, really bothers you, the best way to do this is to pull the carpet up and then screw the floor down with case-hardened screws. It's a very easy thing to do once the carpet is pulled up because these screws can be put in with a power drill and a power driver and zip, 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 you know, about every 24 inches. Mm -hmm. That's that, if you're wanting to pull up the carpet. Yeah, that floor will never, ever move again. Now, if you don't want to pull the carpet up, I'll give you a little trick of the trade. You can take a number 10 galvanized finish nail and you can find the floor joist below the carpet by using a, a stud, stud finder. finder, electronic stud finder. And you can drive the nail through the carpet, through the subfloor, into the floor joist. And as you do that, the carpet will sort of look like it's nailed down. But then you grab the nap of the carpet and pull it back up through the tiny head of the, of the finish nail, and you don't see it again. Now, that will work, but not as well as screwing it down. They wouldn't do it on the entire house. They would do it in a couple of spots. But that's the way that you deal with this. You've got to secure the subfloor down. Now, in the places where you have the linoleum, the easiest thing to do there might be to work this from the basement and see if there are gaps between the uh, subfloor and the top of the floor joist. In those cases, I would take a block of 2x4 material, and I would use construction adhesive, and I would glue it to the bottom of the subfloor and the side of the floor joist, and I would screw those blocks in place in the area where the noise is, and that will tighten that up and hopefully take the sound away because you can't work on that from the top, obviously. Oh, okay. So and that's all, that's all there is to it. It sounds like a big project, though. Well, you got to lose floors. And listen, if you're ever going to replace that carpet, that's the time to do this. If you're ever going to pull the carpet up and get new carpet down, I would screw all the subfloor down the whole house at that time, and you'll never have a squeak again. Well, we have been thinking about hardwood floors. This would be a good time. It yeah, would, it, it would be, be a and, perfect time. And believe me, the squeaks will happen right through the hardwood floors. So make sure you pull that carpet up. You get all that subfloor uh, screwed down nice and tight before you put the hardwood down in. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hopefully it's a little quieter now in North Carolina. At house. <laughs> this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. If you've got spring on the mind and projects ahead, give us a call. We can help you make it a lot easier. Call us with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. If this is a year in which you tried to sell your house, it may have been on the market for quite a while. And you're not alone. So coming up, we're going to have some tips that could result in a faster sale. Call Tom and Leslie. This 
portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller that we talk to on the air this hour as we answer their home improvement question is going to be entered into the Money Pit Hard Hat to win a great prize. And we're giving away a basket full of cleaning wipes from our friends over at Weinman. And it includes some e-tronic wipes, which are perfect for cleaning computers, um, flat screen TVs, which my husband's always saying, don't use any cleanser on the flat screen TV and I'm like I don't know anything about flat screen so that's awesome to have these you're also going to get great wipes designed specifically for natural stone surfaces it's worth $65 so give us a call now for your chance to win 888-666-3974 are you one of the millions of Americans that has had their home on the market over the last 12 months well you're not alone If there doesn't seem to be much interest in your home, one thing that you can do is to hire an aggressive, well-connected real estate agent, of course, finding an experienced agent with a proven track record and know-how to pound the pavement. In this market, name recognition is important, so find the go-to person for buyers and their agents in your community. You might also consider offering incentives that put money in the buyer's pockets, such as buying down the interest rate, absorbing more of the closing costs, or offering seller financing. Some other things that you can do to your house is to do what relocation companies do when they decide to put their homes on the market. These are the pros that often take over homes that can't be sold while executives move over to a new job in some other part of the country. What they'll generally do is have a home inspector go through and do an inspection of the complete property. They'll fix any major repairs. They usually don't spend a lot of money on Mm. the minor stuff, but they'll fix the major repairs. But here's something they will invest money in on the outside, making sure to fix up any rotted wood, making sure the home is presentable on the landscaping, making sure it's trimmed back away from the house, on the lighting, and on the inside, Tan carpet and off-white walls all around, plain all around. You know why? Because no matter what your decorating taste may have been before, this sort of neutralizes everything. Mm -hmm. And when the new buyer walks in the door, they can always envision their stuff. Their stuff in there, yeah. No matter how garish their stuff might be Yeah, a lot of people just can't visualize off of what's existing in your own home. So even if you're living there trying to sell your house, pare things down, get rid of the clutter. If you can, put some fresh paint on the walls. Anything that you can do to help folks really understand what their stuff is going to look like can help a great deal. However, we can visualize your home improvement problems, so call us right now and we'll help you solve them at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Who's next? Stuart in Texas has a counter question for us. What can we do for you? Hi, I have a house that's about four years old, and it has uh, granite countertops in the kitchen. The uh, granite, though, it's not as smooth as what I would really like it to be. When I run my hand across it, I can feel small voids in it. It's mm-hmm. not like it's been worn. It's like it was that way, you know, when they first put it in and just never did anything more with it. Is there something that can, that can be done, like to either grind that down more to well, get rid of the voids? Well, you feel like a space, almost as if, like, a piece has been shipped out, Correct. Correct. Yeah, you have to, this is sort of like the myth about granite countertops that no one tells you. They need to be resealed every year because when they cut the granite, it ends up having these like chips and gouges all through it. And then they put like a clear resin sort of heavy coating over it that fills in all these spaces and gives you that nice, smooth, super glossy surface. And that wears down, you know, annually with cleaning, with improper cleaning products. And so once a year, you do need to reseal it. 
Okay, and that'll fill back in those voids then? It absolutely will. Okay, and you don't have to worry about the, the product getting up into food product food things that you're chopping up on the counter or anything nope, like that? No, not once it dries. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Stuart. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. In fact, I know it's time for me to do mine because right on the edge, of course, I splurged for the OG edge, which is right. that wonderfully ornate edge. I feel like a big divot in it. Heading down south to sunny Florida with Eva, who's got a hot water question. What can we do for you? Well, I'm just wondering. Uh, I live in a cul-de-sac, and I've lived in this home since it was new, 35 years. And everybody's tossed out their water tanks, but I haven't. And I, I've, what I do is once a year I empty it out. And to save and conserve on electricity, I switch it, my hot water, uh, not only my hot water, but the electricity in the house, I switch it off to save electricity, and when I need my water, I'll turn it on. Eva? Yeah. Do you buy lottery tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you should, because you're one lucky woman. Well, if your water heater I... is 35 years old and hasn't leaked, I wouldn't push it. Well, that's uh, what I'm wondering. I hear different stories. Eight yeah. to ten years. Me that I should have a more efficient one. It's, uh, well, certainly you could have a more efficient one, and I would recommend a tankless water heater for maximum efficiency. But, I mean, a, really, a water heater is only going to last 8 to 10 years, correct? A standard tank water heater is about a 10-year appliance. Yours is 35. Yeah. You've done very, very well. I wouldn't push it because, believe me, when it does go, it's going to be ugly. It'll flood your yeah. whole house. Well, that's so, what I'm worried about. Yeah, I would replace and, it at 35 years. I wouldn't wait. It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you, a good website to look up what's available on the market is SmarterHotWater.com. That's the website for the Rheem Company. Oh, yeah, that's what it is, is the ream. Well, you see, then the ream is last. So you, you know they make good ones. That's done very well for you. So I would replace it, and I would get another ream. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome, Eva. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY. But how about that? A ream water heater lasting 35 years. That is impressive. See, and here's a clear example of keeping up with the Joneses. Why do they keep doing something and I'm not? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping into the shower with DJ in Colorado. What can we do for you? I have a... Uh plan to uh, remodel our bathroom. Uh, we've had continual problems with uh, leaking out of the shower, and that could very well be because of the uh, uh, tolerance or lack of uh, between the uh, door and the stall. It has a concrete base. Uh, the water, the uh, subfloor has been damaged, so we're going to have to replace that. My interest is in getting the best type of shower stall rather and not one of those that creaks every time you step in it uh, first of all i presume you're going to tear this all out yeah. you're going to put in a fiberglass shower stall that's fine but the trick is to set it in concrete you get a bag of like quick set mix right. it up and while it's wet you press the pan in place that takes up all of the flex that could be underneath this and stops all of the creak Mm -hmm. You're creaking because you have an uneven floor surface below the shower pan itself. Yeah. Well, I don't have that now, but uh, I don't want it. Either. Yeah, that'll solve it. Yeah, okay. Very yep. good. All right, just one bag of quick creep. All right. Thank you much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Sebastian in New Jersey has a question about storm doors. What's going on? Yes, I have an old uh, uh, Cape Cod, what is enclosed carport type setup, and it's like this double storm door in front of my carport, and nobody seems to make one that size. A double door, so it's a storm door on two sides, like covering a French door? Oh, no, it's just a storm door. 
It's an enclosed car park. It's not really a living space. Right. When you say a double door, you mean like two hinges on the storm door, so like it opens in the middle, like a French door? Uh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's, the thing is, is it the, the widest I could find it was like 84 inches. Right. And the one I have is like 110. Wow. You know what you're <laughs> going to have to do? You're going to have to have one made. You're not going to be able to find this kind of thing over the counter, so to speak. Oh, I, I figured, I figured that, but I'm trying to figure out who, who, who makes it, who makes a custom one like that. Sebastian, we have two options for you. The first one is to locate a custom door manufacturer that will make this for you. The second one is that if you can't find this as a, a standard unit, you may actually have to buy two units and join them together. Have you considered that? It's hmm, an idea. Yeah, do it yeah. as like a French door, because even in just, you know, researching custom storm doors, it seems like the maximum width that a lot of companies will do is 90 inches. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's why I've run into I thought, I thought you might know somebody who would make a bigger one. <laughs> if you do two doors, Sebastian, you have like one that's a left hand and one that's a right hand, yes. you're in effect creating your own sort of custom door here. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's worth, so, a, that's worth looking into. Yeah, that would that would be the next direction I would take. And it would probably be less expensive than dealing with such an enormous wide door. Right, right. What kind of door is behind this that's so wide? Oh, there's nothing behind this. It's just a storm door. Like I said, it's an enclosed carport. It's not really a living space. All right. So that's there's no so there's no door there. This is the door. This is the that's, weather yeah, door. That's basically, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing that you might want to think about doing then is simply replacing this with a standard size door and framing it in accordingly, because a standard entry door is going to be much more durable than the storm door. This is the money pit. Up next, your mama always told you not to let that water run, and that's the easiest way to conserve water. But you may be wasting more water than you think in places you don't even realize. Find out how to get more efficient with water use at home and save money next. You live in a money pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974, especially if you'd like some tips to be green in your house. You know, speaking of being green, one of the easiest ways to do that is to cut back on your water usage and things like shorter showers and turning off the water when you're brushing your teeth. That's something that my kids always sort of get on our case about, you know, because they've, they've been taught to turn the water off and we old folks, we just <laughs> like to let her rip. Old dog new tricks. That's right. <laughs> they are some no-brainer things and whether you can do them or not do them, they're always a good idea. But there are other areas of the house where you might be using more water and not even realizing it. Yeah, and you know, there are many areas in your home that are super water wasters, and every single drop that you can conserve counts. We've got our green scene reporter, Amy Oskimo, is on the case with several things that you can look into today. Hey, Amy. Hey, guys. How are you? We are Great. excellent. So where do we begin? You begin with the toilet, which is one of the biggest water wasters in the home. If it's leaking, that's one way that water is running away and driving up your bill. So you want to maintain the toilets that you have and watch for leaks and repair them. But do we need to institute the rule, if it's yellow, let it mellow, if it's brown, flush it down? 
That's a good rule, yes, always. But you know what's even better is to get a high-efficiency toilet so you don't have to worry about those kind of rules. And you can look for water-sense-labeled ones, which will reduce water usage by 60%, and they can even save you about 55 bucks annually on your water bill. And here's another way to let uh, colored water of another sort work for you, and that is if you want to figure out if your toilet is leaking, you could drop some food coloring into the tank, wait about 10 minutes, and if it shows up in the bowl, that means you have a bad flush valve, which is really easy to replace. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, what about shower heads? I mean, everybody sort of hates to think about low-flow shower heads. Has the technology really sort of advanced where you get a good shower while conserving water? It really has improved. There are great low-flow shower heads out there. They put out two and a half gallons per minute, but that ends up saving your family over 500 gallons of water per week. And they really do still have the same power, and so you're not really having to change your routine. You're just cutting back on water in a small way. And about 17% of our indoor water use comes from those showers. And there's a new labeling program out now that helps us identify the water-conserving shower heads and faucets in our house called WaterSense from the Energy Star people. Talk to me about that. That is a great program, and yeah, it does parallel what's gone on with Energy Star. They started out with the high-efficiency toilets, and now they're moving into other water-saving areas. And shower heads are one of the items that you'll be seeing in the store with that WaterSense label. So they tell you what products are going to help reduce and conserve and also give you great performance. So if you're shopping for an appliance, you might look for the Energy Star label, but if you're shopping for a plumbing fixture, you may be wise to look for the WaterSense label. That's correct. And what about with the warmer weather, you know, spring being around the corner, summer right behind that, droughts and whatnot, what about irrigation for the outside? I mean, without the town sort of instituting that you have to water on certain days, you know, everybody likes to keep a green lawn, so what can we do outside? Well, now is a great time to think of what you're going to do in the spring and summer. You should really think about your yard layout and landscaping and see what adjustments you can make there, maybe a little less turf more plantings of native plants and water-wise plants, and you'll still have a great look without using so much water. But updating or installing a great irrigation system is another important way to go. And the WaterSense folks are involved there, too. They're certifying professionals who can help you design a very water-wise irrigation system and install it. Great advice. Amy Oskimo, our Green Scene reporter. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit, Amy. Thanks a lot, guys. If you want more tips on how to conserve water in your house, you can go to the website for WaterSense at epa.gov slash WaterSense. All right, Amy, thanks so much. Hey, you know, speaking of water conservation, does your house have a jiggler? You know, do you have to jiggle the handle on one of your toilets to stop that water from running and running and running? Well, you're not alone. Find out why toilet repairs are one of the most common DIY projects next. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories, with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement or repair question, and we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat. You might just win a $65 gift basket of cleaning wipes from Weinman. It's going to one caller this hour. The wipes are the perfect solution for busy folks who like a clean home. They actually send us a basket full of these wipes, and they were great. The basket was very attractive, and the <laughs> wipes actually worked quite well, especially the ones that uh, they call the e-tronic wipes. Mm-hmm. We use them on the flat screens on the computer monitors here in the office, and they worked really, really well, and they didn't leave any streaks, and they didn't damage the monitor. So we're going to give those away this hour, 65 bucks worth, to one caller to one eight 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 money pit all right, well, if your question for us here at the Money Pit is something to do with what's going on with your toilet and why it's running, you're not alone because toilet repairs are the most common do-it-yourself plumbing problem. And while toilets themselves don't wear out, the working parts inside do and do need to be replaced. And, you know, Tom, we touched a little bit about this with Amy earlier in our interview, and we talked about flush valves and fill valves. But really, what are the parts and what are the step-by-steps? How difficult is it? It's really not that hard, and those are the two major assemblies of the flush valve and this fill valve and the instructions for replacing them are on the packages and they really are that simple to follow. The first thing is you need to turn off the water supply to the toilet which is down near the floor and if that valve goes off you'll know because you'll flush the toilet and it won't fill back up again. If that looks good then that's probably the only part that gets a bit tricky because if sometimes those valves get stuck they don't turn off then you're going to have a big mess. But if it does turn off, you can go ahead and follow the instructions. Essentially, you're disconnecting the water line, which is connected to the fill valve. That comes apart. And you don't even need a lot of tools for this because generally the fill valves today are have like a thumb nut that keep them on. So mm-hmm. they're very, very easy to replace. The flush valve as well is at the bottom of the tank. Those two parts together cost maybe $15 or so in the average hardware store. You can do the project in about a half hour and the toilets won't leak anymore. And if you do this every maybe three or four years, you'll maintain a perfectly leak-free toilet. If you have a plumbing question like that, pick up the phone right now and call us at one money pit Leslie, who's next? Sherry in Arkansas has a question about cleaning air ducts. What can we do for you? Yes, ma'am. We have a, an older mobile home, and I was wondering about how we would go about cleaning the air ducts because we've possibly got some leaks in them that possibly need to be repaired. When you say leaks, do you mean air leaks? Yes, and the, it's an older mobile home. It's got it's got central heating air, and the, some of the ductwork in the floor is. I guess it's got some leaks in it because we can feel the cool air underneath the mobile home. All right, well, that would be um, the weather stripping between the ducts and where it attaches to the house. So the first thing to do is you'll need to have a duct cleaning company because there's special gear involved here, Sherry. There are special vacuums and brushes that get inside the ducts and scrub them out. Um, But the other thing that has to be done here is you may have to do some repair to that. So you might have to have an HVAC contractor go inside or underneath the mobile home and try to find the place where the gaps are. Now, I will warn you that most of the time contractors will seal ducts with duct tape, but that's not the right product Mm -hmm. to use. It dries out. It dries out and falls out, and that's why you get these gaps. You want something called UL181 tape, which is not going to dry out based on the heat. It's a silver foil face tape that's much more permanent than the standard duct tape. Oh, okay. Thank you. That ought to do it. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Sal in New Jersey is dealing with the inevitable side effects of winter, holes in the concrete from the salt. Tell us about the problem, where you see it, how bad is it? Yeah, hi. Um... I guess it, uh, the house is only five years old, and I started throwing salt. This was last year on the concrete for to melt the ice, and now it's chipping away. It's flaking off. Uh, 
do I have to replace the whole thing? Is this something I could put over it? Well, it is repairable, but first of all, let's deal with the kind of salt that you put down. I suspect you put rock salt down, which is extremely corrosive. There's another type of salt that's either potassium chloride or magnesium chloride that's uh, usually sold under a brand name like Safety Salt or something like that. And, it's, and you want to buy these salts that are safe for concrete. Otherwise, you're going to continue to deteriorate the concrete surfaces next winter. In terms of repair, you want to look for an epoxy patching compound. Uh, the thing is, if you patch it, it's going to look patched. It looks fairly spotted, so you're going to end up patching the holes, but then sort of recoding the whole thing with epoxy. So it'll almost look like it's a painted walk, but that's the only way you can really fix this. You cannot put uh, more concrete on top of this because it won't actually bind to the old stuff, and it'll chip right off the next winter for sure. Okay. Just be careful about the salt that you choose, okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Sal. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Jacob and Georgia need some help with a plumbing project. What can we do for you? Hi, um, I've got a uh, shower stall in an old apartment. Well, it's not, not that old, 1991. Um, but I cannot figure out how to turn off the water supply so I can change the faucet. Uh, that would be the main water valve, Jacob. Do you know where that is? Uh, well, I know where the one outside is. Is that what I'm going to end up doing? Well, the one outside, does the one outside control all the water flow into the entire house? Yes, sir. Uh, well, that would probably be the, the easiest way to do this. Yeah, just turn the water off at the main while you make that repair. You know, if, if you're so fortunate that there are shutoff valves in line on the way to the shower, you can always turn it off there. But chances are, in an apartment, that's going to be difficult to find. So the easiest, most positive thing to do is to turn off the main water valve and then replace the faucet. Yeah, but don't you need to get approval from everybody else in the building since you're going to be cutting all their water? No, I'm presuming that it only impacts this one apartment. apartment. Okay. That would <laughs> probably correct. be a good thing to know before you do that. Do you go turning it off? <laughs> I have one more question. What's the value uh, for adding a like a tankless water heater to a rental property? Uh, if it's a rental property, I would uh, recommend it to your landlord, but I would not do it yourself. I would uh, not no, pay for it yourself. I'm renting. For... <laughs> right. I know. You're renting. So, no, it's not the kind of thing because you can't take it with you. And it's a great thing. It's a great product, but it's going to last you 15 or 20 years. And so unless... Uh, you somehow are going to earn the uh, payback for that, then I definitely wouldn't do it if I was a renter. <clears throat> if I was a landlord, I would do it immediately because I would have no more complaints of running out of hot water from any of my tenants, and I would save lots and lots of money. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to help one listener decide on the best roofing material for a harsh climate. You live in a Money Pit! The Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we're here at 1-888-MONEYPIT to answer your home improvement questions. If you can't get through and need an answer right away, visit us at moneypit.com. Right on our homepage is the new Project Finder button. You can look up everything we've ever written or said about the project you're working on right now. It's all free at moneypit.com. And while you're at our super fabulous website, you can click on a little flashing purple icon. Sometimes it's blue that says Ask Tom and Leslie. This way, if you're feeling a little shy and don't feel like picking up the phone, you can email us your home improvement question and we will answer it on the air like we do every hour at this time on the show. And we've got one here from Bradley in Cranston, Rhode Island, who writes, I'm planning to build a house near the ocean and would like to use cedar shingles on the outside. Is there a synthetic shingle that looks like the real thing? My hope is to find something that will stand up to strong winds and salt water and not require any maintenance. 
Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say it looks like uh, you know a duplicate of the real thing, but if I was in your shoes, Bradley, I would be using probably a hardy plank shingle, which mm-hmm. is a cementitious shingle. It's a cement shingle. It's a good word, Tom. It, uh, it's a true word. It's <laughs> I know. A, I like it. <laughs> you like that? Cementitious. Uh, it was an SAT word that I remembered. <laughs> and you know what? Hardy Plank, they have an excellent website. They really yeah. do. It's very serviceable. And um, it really has all of the products and photos of the products so that you know exactly what you're looking at. And what's good about it is it uh, can really take a beating weather-wise. It's not an organic product, so it doesn't sort of rot or twist or warp. And if you have any uh, storms that you're worried about, you know, things flying around, striking the house, really tough stuff. So I, I would definitely go for a hardy plank. I have uh, cedar shingles on my house, Bradley, and we built a, uh, a garage, and I decided to put the hardy plank on the garage. And uh, I'm really happy with what I did because the finish was put on at the factory, and so we haven't had to paint it now in, in many, many years, and it really hasn't faded whatsoever. So that would be the way to go. All right. Linda in Michigan writes, I want to refinish my kitchen faucets from a brushed nickel uh, to a bronze color. What's the best option? Can I stain or paint them without spending the money on the new fixture? You know, Linda, you need to do some research online. There's something called electroplating where they dip your faucets, light fixtures, whatever you, in metal to take on a different metal finish. I'm not sure how much that costs, but it could be far less than the cost of a new faucet itself. Well, Leslie, as you know, I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector before taking to the airways. And in that time, I discovered that there were three things that caused problems to homes. Yeah, and they are? Uh, water, water, and water. Get that <laughs> under control. It's all smooth sailing. And that's why that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. If you've got a half an hour, you can easily check for leaks in and under all of the sinks in your home. And here's the best way to do that. You want to turn each faucet on and run it full blast for a minute or two. Then with a bright flashlight, you want to inspect the drain under the sink. If no leak is spotted, close the stopper and let the sink fill up until it hits the overflow. Now don't walk away here because (laughs) some faucets can fill a sink faster than the flow can drain it. So make sure you stick around. How do you know that, Leslie? (laughs) Maybe I've had experience and that's why we have new sinks and faucets. (laughs) So after the water has been running through the overflow for another minute or two, you want to check the drain under the sink again. If no leak is spotted, your sink is good to go. Move on to the next sink and repeat till you've done it all around the house. Great advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. That's all the time we have. In just a few weeks, though, you're going to be getting ready for your green thumb again. So coming up next week on the program, we're going to give you some tips on plants that may be native to your area that will actually help you cut back on water usage and the maintenance it takes to keep a garden green all spring and summer long. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.